Welcome to the next episode of Mountain Bike Talk SA. My name is Brad Brown. Thank you for downloading and listening to this weekly podcast that is focused specifically on the South African mountain biking scene. Boy, have we got a busy show lined up for you today. Some awesome, awesome guests. First up, uh, this last weekend down in the Eastern Cape was the National Cross Country Champs. And really chuffed to have uh, both winners of the, the male and female elite sections on the show this week, Full Base and uh, Samantha Sanders. It was just brilliant to catch up with them and, and sort of find out how their races went, what makes them tick, and, and also plans for the future. Obviously, with World Champs coming up, both have got uh, aspirations when it comes to World Champs down in Maritzburg, but that's uh, on the show this week as well. Also, one of the things that fascinates me about sport, and not just at top level, is just the way you think about what you're doing. So I thought, you know what, why not get a sports psychologist on the show just to talk a little bit about how psychology can affect the way you ride your mountain bike. Very, very fascinating chat. That's coming up. And then also managed to catch up uh, with the folks from The Complete Cyclist to find out uh, about some of the gear that you can look forward to that's coming up, uh, or coming out rather, in the next couple of months. Some very exciting things on the specialized front. So uh, we chatted to, to Mike from The Complete Cyclist. That's all coming up in this week's show. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, podcast at mountainbiketalksa.co.za. That's podcast at mtbtalksa.co.za. We're also on Twitter. You can follow us at mountainbiketalksa, or you can like us on Facebook as well. But let's get straight into the show. We kick things off with full bass. Well, this weekend uh, in Port Elizabeth, just outside Port Elizabeth, was the uh, South African Cross Country Mountain Bike Championships, and it's uh, awesome to have uh, Philip Bass on the show this week, who who actually won the men's elite race. Full welcome onto the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. Yeah, cool. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Philip, tell me, uh, it, it sounded like it was an amazing, amazing race just outside Port Elizabeth near Addo. Tell me a little bit about the, the actual trails that you guys were, were racing on. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's the first time racing on 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 the trails for me, and uh, yeah, I thought you know, with the course being sort of in the middle of nowhere, it won't be that spectacular. But uh, yeah, I was really surprised with uh, you know the amount of effort the guys put in it, and, uh, and the way they sort of had the, the whole trail, you know, balanced. It had the uh, you know just a bit of everything on it, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a high speed course, and uh, yeah, that basically just made it made it a lot a lot of great fun and uh yeah i really enjoyed the track you're obviously super stoked with a victory uh could you put your finger on it like what's what's turned like what's been different this year for you that that that's sort of made all the difference um yeah i mean i've i've sort of progressed you know to all well, my performance has progressed over the the last uh, two years you know quite rapidly um and you know i can't really pinpoint anything but it's it's, it's just been a you know steady progression and uh I mean, my coach, uh, Dr. Jeroen Swart, you know, obviously uh, he puts a lot of effort in my training. You know, he, he coaches me and, uh, you know, there's a lot of monitoring involved. And, uh, yeah, as soon as you anyone gets, you know, that sort of structure, it's, uh, you can only you can only improve. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the exposure that I've had at Olympics and, um, you know, racing more international events, you know, that's also... Uh, given me sort of a, a gain in gain in experience and uh yeah it's just just a lot of it's not not something that i can pinpoint it's just uh you know a lot of a lot of small things sort of coming together and uh yeah i mean it's just it's just improved well the motivation of a few events as well you know has, has, has also helped helped quite a lot 
Yeah, well, that's exactly. I mean, the sport's definitely on, on, on an upward trend, especially here in South Africa. I mean, it's, it's just growing at a phenomenal, phenomenal rate. What's long-term sort of for you? What, what's the sort of next, next goal? What are you looking at and, and where are you off to next? Um, um, yeah, well, short-term goals, you know, we actually, I'm flying tonight, I'm flying to Spain for, for the fourth World Cup race, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping for, for a good result there. My previous European trip didn't go that well. I, uh, I got a bit sick just before we went over, and then uh, obviously this year, um, about in a month's time, we've got the, you know, once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity of a, of a world champs being on home, home floor, you know, at, at Peter Maritzburg, and yeah, that uh, has been the goal, you know, for the whole well, since the beginning of the year, and um, yeah, well, <laughs> we a month away, so it's a short goal. You can call that a short-term goal now, um, and then yeah, beyond that, uh, it's uh, yeah, and I mean, Cape Epic also, you know, turned into a goal for for me and uh, my teammate Matthias Bierkes, and uh, then we've got World Champs, Marathon Champs, yeah, next next year and then yeah further on in the future it's uh, 2016 olympic games again and uh yeah so you know there's uh, there's, there's as i said there's a there's a lot of events that uh obviously you know keep me motivated in in, in progressing and uh, just moving upwards in the sport I hear you talking about those races, and then obviously with the Olympics, the long-term goal. I sit here with goosebumps, full. I mean, it's just it's just amazing to hear what what you sort of got planned. And and you talked about Peter Maritzburg, the the World Champs happening happening in our own backyard. Uh, you obviously, I mean, it's 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 you, in your career, you probably won't ever do it again here in SA. I'm sure. Uh, what what's your sort of goal yeah. for for Maritzburg? Um, yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's, it's a big opportunity, man. Uh, you know, preparation-wise, uh, it's it's a similar preparation to you know to what I had with the Olympics. It's you know sort of uh, for me, it's a sort of the same stature of events than uh, as the Olympics. And you know, uh, yeah, I mean preparation up to now has been been going well, and I know what to do. And um, yeah, it's just it's, you know with a month of being a month away, it's just to sort of, you know, stay healthy and uh, fine-tuning the last, you know, the, the last last few efforts. And, uh, yeah, we're actually having a training camp in Cape Town at my coach. Um, and, um, yeah, after that, I'll just, uh, you know, go about uh, a week, week and a half before the event, I'll be in Maritzburg and, you know, train on the on the actual course that we're racing. And, um, uh, yeah, just to, just to get comfortable in the course. And then... Uh, yeah, try and get the get the best position as possible. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you're in, in unbelievable nick after your, your win this weekend and and, and sort of going forward, it, it just bodes really well, I'm sure. What Phil, it's all about. Thanks for, for, for chatting to us today. All the best uh, for, for the next month or so in the build-up to Maritzburg. I hope you, you stay fit, stay healthy, and, and everything you've worked for sort of comes together when you, when you do race there in Peter Maritzburg. Yeah, cool. Thanks uh, for giving us the exposure. Are really chuffed to have uh, the female elite winner of the South African Cross Country Mountain Bike Champs on the show this week as well, Samantha Sanders. Samantha, welcome onto the show. Thanks for your time today. Uh, tell me a little bit about your race on the weekend. How did things go? Obviously, it went very well, but uh, tell me a little bit more. Um, yeah, no, it went well. Um, the course was actually superb. Um, I enjoyed it very much. 
and it suited me quite well. Um, my technical abilities are actually my strong point. So the course being quite technical, lots of drop-offs and, and jumps and that sort of thing, it suited me quite well. And then the climbs, you know, were nothing severe, which is also always super for me. Um, and, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to go out there and, and race as hard as I can. And I've been wanting the national jersey for a while. So, you know, to finish and cross the line in first place, I was just really super stoked to, to do that. Sam, I asked Phil the same question that I'm going to ask you. I mean, you say you've wanted that national jersey for, for a while now. What's What's been different this year than in previous years for you? Um, I think one of the the biggest, um, in, well, you know, things that I've done that, that has helped me towards winning was going with um, a coach, Dion Carstens. And, um, you know, he's just been able to help me in terms of training to really tweak things that, you know, I, I could, could be working on to make my ride better and then also just perfecting um, things that I, you know, was naturally good at. Um, which played a huge role in, in my, my physical performance, but then also, you know, the mental preparation, visualization, um, all those small little things that, that make a huge impact. Um, basically just going onto the line and, you know, saying to yourself in your head, you're going to win this race. And then, you know, being able to physically achieve that. I love that. Just the, the belief knowing that, that you can do it before you've even started. I think that definitely makes a, a massive difference. And it's, it's so funny you say that because this week as well, uh, we're chatting to a sports psychologist. And it's exactly that, that it's a lot of it's got to do with self-talk and, 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 and either way, whether it's positive or negative, how it impacts your performance. Yeah, no, massively. Um, it's one thing that Dion's been working with me quite a lot, and I've realized that, uh, you know, it's just as important to to mentally prepare yourself and believe in yourself um, as what the, the physical training and preparation is. Sam, tell me, what's what's sort of next in the pipeline for you? What, what's, what's on the sort of short-term goal radar? Um, well, at the moment, um, you know, it's, it's full-on focus for, for world champs. Uh, it's it's home ground, so you know as South Africans we have a really big advantage in terms of you know just knowing the course like the back of your hand, knowing exactly where you want to attack, um, where you're strong on the course. So for the moment, you know, world champs is sort of all-consuming. But yeah, in terms of long-term goals for next year, obviously, um, I'd like to you know do a lot more of the marathon races in South Africa and focus on, on marathons a bit. Um, obviously, world champs is also, marathon world champs will be held in South Africa next year too. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'd like to, I'd also like to, to win the national marathon champs next year as well. I love I love that sort of ambition. It's just, it's, it's so cool to hear. Sam, tell me just a little bit about you. I mean, how did you get into the sport? Um, I actually got into cycling accidentally. Um, I used to race motocross through, throughout my youth. My dad is a, a huge, um, motorbike fan and, um, my brother and I raced all throughout high school and, and junior school. And then when I was at university, um, I started cycling, you know, just to keep fit, uh, for, for the motorbike racing and, 
uh, bought my bike at Fritz Pinar Cycles and, you know, I was there and I, you know, was quite into all the, the, the tech gadgets and that sort of thing. And the guys convinced me to do a race at, at the fountains, which I did. And, um, I can honestly say within the first lap on the cross country course, I was sold. <laughs> and, um, it was, yeah, that's how I got into cycling. Um, and it's just, yeah, ever since then I've loved it and it's been my passion. And the rest, they say, is history. Sam, thanks a lot for chatting to us. I, I wanted to touch base after your great win this weekend and, and we look forward to chatting uh, in the future, hopefully, uh, when, when you're a world champion in, in Maritzburg in the, in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, that'll be super. Thank you, Brad. On Mountain Bike Talk SA, I love sort of engaging medical practitioners just to get their take on different things and, and sort of to help you out and, and see sort of where you're at and, and maybe you could, could get some help from one of them. And this week, really chuffed to have a sports psychologist on the program. And it's uh, Kirsten van Heerden. She's based at the uh, Kings Park Sports Medical Center down in Durban. Kirsten, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me to, to chat on your show, Brad. I appreciate it too. Kirsten, one of the things, I mean, when you mention sports psychology, a lot of people sit back and go, oh, it's only the top guys that really need it. I don't need a sports psychologist. What's your take on that? Yeah, I'm absolutely right. You know, I think I often get two reactions. Either people hear the word psychologist and think there must be something wrong with you <laughs> to come and see you, <laughs> even as a sports psychologist, or as you say, they think it's really for those elite or Olympic athletes. And it's not that at all. Um, you know, in my own practice, I see... Um, from school kids, you know, all the way through your student level. But for myself, really what sports psychology is, is trying to teach people to use their mental skills to reach their potential. And, you know, we can all do with that. And it's more, I suppose, performance psychology. And, I mean, my area of interest as well is in how do we use some of these skills that we learn, also transfer them to other areas of life. And it's not just for elite guys, it's for everyone. With, without a doubt, I mean, you talk about the mental side of things, is especially maybe not so much on, on short distance races, but when you start going and, and doing the sort of ultra, I mean, if you take mountain biking as an example, if you, if you, if you look at like the longest stage races up to sort of, sort of like the Absa Cape Epic, a lot of that is a mental sort of struggle more than a physical struggle because you've done the work, but it's, it's, it's sort of your, the self-talk that you, you, you're telling yourself that you, you can or can't do it. No, completely. And, and even on the shorter races as well, it's, you know, again, if you ask of any mountain biker or any athlete, you can say, well, how much of, of competition is mental you know, on race day itself? And they're all, you know, it's like 90% mental on, on race day. And so, well, that's great. And how much time do you spend actually practicing it? And none of them do. <laughs> so, and, you know, I think we, we train so hard physically. You can train hours, you know, on a bike, and you just then get to race day, and I think we just sort of hope you're actually going to be able to control our thinking and hope that we're going to be mentally tough. But we don't really do the things... You have to plan that we're going to be able to be focused and plan that we're going to be able to, you know, have confidence and get through those tough times. And I suppose that's really what sports psychology is about, or mental skills training, is that, you know, you spend all this physical effort and spend all this time, you know, on the physical effort. So you also need to train your, train your brain like you do train your, uh, train your body. It's fascinating you say that because it is so true. I mean, nobody, uh, well, I say nobody, I'm talking for myself here. You don't yeah. th even think about it, that it's a case of you think it's just you've done the training so you're going to arrive and, and do it. Yeah. Are, are there sort of a couple of, of really simple, actionable sort of tips that you can give to someone to, to sort of just get themselves slowly maybe starting to practice that sort of, uh, sort of mental side of things? Yeah, well, I think, 
you know, it's everyone, obviously everyone is different, but I suppose the basis of all mental skills training is almost self-awareness of just really actually knowing what's going on in your mind. And, you know, often I'll speak to, you know, whether it's to riders or swimmers or whoever it is, and they'll say, oh, you know, at the beginning of the race, yes, I was really nervous. And say, okay, well, what did you do about it? No, they didn't really do anything. Or they, or they got distracted during the race and said, okay, well, again, what did you do? No, no, they didn't really do anything. So I suppose the basis of it all is you have to become a little bit aware about what is going on inside your head you know, and how are you feeling. But then when you start to become aware of it, then you can begin to, to change things. So even on your training rides and, um, you, you know, if you're in the gym or wherever you are, it's just to be a little bit aware, okay, what am I focusing on here? Yeah, and, and, or what, am I, what is distracting me now? And then so you can begin to kind of put it right. That's actually amazing. I mean, Kirsten, I've never actually thought of that, but it's so true. I mean, if you don't know something's happening or not happening, you can't <laughs> fix it, essentially, or, or improve it. Absolutely. And I say it's an audit. <laughs> we sort of, or we sort of realize half that we're doing it, but we don't, we don't really make it conscious. Yeah, it's not really conscious that we're doing it, really. And so we, yeah, I say a lot of, a lot of my work with athletes is trying to get them to say, okay, you know, what happens to you when you get distracted? And I often use myself as an example because you know I used to I used to swim. I was a South African swimmer for a number of years, and I, I always found if I got nervous before a race, I was often sort of sitting on my own, not talking to anyone. And I had to really kind of teach myself like if I found myself doing that, I had to get up, I had to go and you know walk and talk to people because I knew that was a sign that I was really nervous. And if I didn't do anything, my performance was going to be affected. So you know often you know, we have to sort of as athletes. We know certain things if we're doing them. It's kind of like a warning sign. That, you know, <laughs> and if we don't do something about it, our performance is going to be affected. And so that's what I encourage everyone to be able to do is just, what do you notice about yourself when you're performing badly or when you're getting really nervous? You know, how are you acting and what are you thinking? And then when you notice those things happening, so then you can, can alter them. And you could probably do the flip side of that coin too, that if you, if you perhaps have a really good ride or if you have a really good race, what, what did you do yeah. on that race that impacted your yeah. performance positively? And, and then you try and emulate that in, in future performances, I'm guessing. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, we, often you'll hear, you know, um, athletes from all sports, again, say that they're in the zone and, you know, Martin Mack is in a different, you know, get into that zone. It's this awesome place where, you know, you can be on a bike for hours, but it feels like, you know, the shortest time, and you know, you've really concentrated, but it's just a very easy kind of concentration. And so, you know, to get into that zone, exactly, you have to try and figure out, well, what am I doing when I'm in that zone? And often a little exercise, that, again, that I start with and with people that I see is, think about one of your worst choices ever, and, yeah, what were you thinking, what were you paying attention to, you know, how were you acting, you know, what were you saying to yourself? And then think of one of your best races ever. You know, so time just everything was absolutely amazing. And also, again, what were you thinking? What were you focusing on? And you know, often the columns are, you know, complete opposite of each other. And then you say, okay, great. So these are the things that you're doing. You're actually doing well. And surprisingly, few people know that. If you ask riders, they'll say, okay, what? When you're doing badly, what are you doing? And often they'll be able to tell you, oh, I get nervous and I'm thinking about all the stuff and worrying about falling off or hurting myself or if I'm going to lose the race. And they say, okay, what do you do when you're actually performing really well? And they say, often they're back a little bit more with that, and we're not quite sure. <laughs> so you need to figure that out. And then, as you say, there are certain controllable things that you can do to kind of get yourself back into that zone. 
And then, Kirsten, just, I mean, that's something that anybody can do. I mean, it doesn't matter what level athlete you're at is, is just get yeah. that awareness right and, and start thinking about what you're thinking, essentially. But when you start looking at guys that are really competitive, I, and, and I, I'm of the opinion I might be way off. I mean, I'm not a great sportsman by any stretch of the imagination. But I think, and it doesn't matter what sporting code you look at, I reckon at the top sort of level, performance-wise, everyone is almost exactly the same. I mean, yeah, every now and again you get someone who's just an absolute freak that beats everyone by miles. But at the top sort of level, I think the difference between the top, the guy who wins and maybe the guy who finished second a lot of times is a is a mental thing and it's 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 got to do with self talk and, and, and just with, with what's going on in, in that person's head as opposed to the guy who finishes second. Yeah, I mean I hundred percent agree with you and I suppose maybe I'm biased because I am a <laughs> psychologist but I definitely and I say if you speak with those elite guys, you say everyone is fit, everyone is strong, everyone is technically correct. You know, you wouldn't be at that level if you weren't. Um, and also, if you ask people, you know, after races or after performances, often if you hear, if you listen carefully, they will attribute to say either they win or they lost to some kind of a mental strategy. So either they lost focus or they were really super focused. So yeah, often you say at that level it is. It's a psychological edge, and I think it was. Um, yeah, everyone like both knows the story of Roger Bannister, you know, to the first person to break the four-minute mile, and you know he had said. Although physiology may indicate limits to muscular effort, psychological factors set the razor's edge of victory or defeat and determine how closely an athlete reaches the absolute limits of performance. And I really love that quote because, you know, yes, physiology can, you know, our muscles can only do a certain amount of work, I suppose, but often it is that razor's edge of victory or defeat, and it's the psychological factors um, that, that are important there. Yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer that your mind gives up way before your body does. Yeah, no, definitely. And we all know that. And I think, um, as Tim Noakes, I think that has come up with a theory about that as well. And I mean, you can be exhausted at the end of a race. You can still get up and walk to your motor car. <laughs> you, <don't, laughs> you know, your body doesn't, we never get to that point where we are, um, well, few of us anyway, where we can actually just, you can't even get up. And again, if I use my, myself as examples, often, you know, you'd be swimming in a, because sex used to swim, like you'd have this really tough set and your coach would say, okay, the last one, you want you to go sort of flat out and everyone would be moaning. But if you actually did it, you could go a lot faster, even though you were tired. You know, you just need someone says, come on, you can do this. And, you know, you just said, okay, I can. And you can go a whole lot faster than you ever thought that you could. And it's the same thing with him on long bike rides. Um, it's who can sort of handle the pain, who can handle the fatigue, and can mentally kind of push through that that will actually win or do well. He said at that point, everyone is, yeah, everyone's body is physically fit enough to do it. Yeah. Kirsten, that's phenomenal. I, I just love that. I mean, it's it's stuff that you almost know, but you just need someone to point out to you and say, hey, listen, be more aware of, yeah. of what's going on in your head while, you, while you're racing and training. It's brilliant. Thank you. Well, no, it's an absolute case. And as you say, it's not done. It's not complicated stuff, but it's under pressure. It's sometimes difficult to do. So that's why you have to train it. And that's why you have to practice doing it. Um, and then it gets easier and easier. Kirsten, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I'd love to chat to you again and just sort of maybe delve a bit deeper into sort of more specifics. But I think just as a as a sort of general overview when it comes to sort of sports psychology and mountain biking, I think you've given us a, a great sort of insight into to what, what is possible. Well, well uh, thank you very much. And I'd be very happy to chat with you again. Um, there's, well, there's lots more to, to learn and to talk about for sure.
One of the things we try and do here on Mountain Bike Talk SA quite often is is look at sort of new gear that's coming out and, and what you can expect on, on the shelves of your, your sort of local mountain bike retailer. And it's, uh, it's a great pleasure to have Mike Ewan on the show, who's the owner, one of the owners of Complete Cyclist. Mike, welcome on to Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys involving us in this. No, no stress at all. Mike, you just got back from a, a really interesting trip to, to Europe. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, we were just over in Seefeld in Austria with the specialized guys from South Africa at the International Beta Conference. Um, basically looking at uh, next year at forecasting all of our, well, the big thing is uh, putting putting your money where your mouth is and, and forecasting for the year uh, for, for stock, um, but also having a look at, uh, at the new products, understanding where the developments have come from um, and why they do them, getting to ride all the products and understanding the ethos and um, and everything behind the specialized brand. So um, to say that the fighting would be a uh, would be an understatement, <laughs> epic proportion. <laughs> well, well, tell me a little bit about some of the some of the sort of mountain biking gear that's coming out of the specialized stable that that folks could could possibly look forward to in in the in the weeks, months, and and maybe year to come. Okay. Well, a big a big a big trend. I mean, I'll get onto one of the new products that quite excites me. But a big trend in mountain biking at the moment, the um, especially in, in Europe, but the guys are going more all-mountain freeride type riding. So a lot of the guys are less tight lycra, um, more looser-fitting products than, than, um, than, than, than looking like a roadie off, off-road. So you really want to concentrate on... Um, sorry, I've actually just got another thing here. No, no worries. I think it's for you. <laughs> it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so so you know, I think it, it's quite it's quite funny for me because we um, I'm, I'm a roadie. I, I got into cycling as a road cyclist, and uh, I've always thought to myself, rocking up at a at a slightly slower mountain bike ride in my tight lycra, you know, perfectly matching coloured socks and a whole toot, and you feel like mm, you know you don't really fit in. So a lot of the trend on mountain biking is now going slightly towards looser fitting products. Um, baggy shorts, but not full baggy downhill looking, because you don't want to get to a, a cross country slash race um, and and look like a, a downhill rider. You want to fit in as well, so you don't want to go to the extreme of having stuff that's too baggy. Um, so what's coming out from Specialized is a lot of new apparel. Um, as I said, looser fitting. You're going to have shorts that have uh, a padded lycra section in the shorts, but then also have the baggy section on the outside. So fit nice and comfy, but are able to move with all of your extremities um, the way they need to. Um, and then the shirts to, to match. So, again, slightly looser fitting, um, the ability to move around, but then on and off the bike, stopping stopping at obstacles, uh, you're able to, to climb up and clamber over things and not be restricted by the, by the clothing you're wearing. Sounds brilliant. And not look like a roadie at the same time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you want to fit in, even if it's in disguise, you know? <laughs> And then, Mike, tell me a little bit about this product that you're really excited about. Okay, so the new, the new bike out for Specialized for uh, 2014 would be the one that excites me, excites me the most is the, uh, the Epic S-Works. Now, in South Africa specifically, Specialized, um, the Epic, the, 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 the Absolute Epic, the big race that happens in Cape Town, um, that has done wonders for the industry in, in so many ways. It's, a, it's an animal by itself as a, as a company as a brand um, and it's attracted a lot of people from overseas to this country 
to to witness what we're all about and what we have to ride here. So it's quite nice from that aspect. But then from a product point of view, the the S-Works Epic or the Epic range of bicycles from Specialized um, has become synonymous with races like that. So guys going and doing multi-stage events need a soft tail, um, you know, hardcore performance bike that has all the comfort and characteristics that you need to go and do eight days on a bicycle. So the the main product that's coming out from them, um, the one that excites me, obviously, is the top of the range, S-Works Epic. They have two derivatives of it. They've got a world champion, um, a World Cup version, and then they've got the, the normal version. And the reason they've gone with two derivatives is the World Cup version runs with a slightly lighter, more hardcore weight-orientated setup where you're running uh, sort of mostly 1x11 componentry. 1x11 is, is one chainring in the front and then 11 on the back. So they've seen the need to go even lighter and more hardcore in the weight department, but still have the gearing and range of gears that you need when going up and down all over the place and around trees. So they've seen the need for that. And then the normal one, you're running, you can also run a 1x11 on that, but that, that, that bike does come out with a 2x10 setup. So that's two gears at the front and 10 at the back, giving you a, a nice wide range of, of gears. So if you're someone like me, it's got the granny gear. Exactly, it's got the <laughs> granny gear. And then people always joke, they say, you know, put it in a big blade. And I always say, it is in a big blade at the back. So that, that does help. <laughs> Without a doubt. Mike, th- th- those bikes, are they available yet or, or when will they be available? They'll be available. The, the new 2014 products from Specialized will start coming into the country from the end of, uh, end of, end of August. We're hoping probably more like September. Um, most of the products and most of the brands in the industry start showcasing their products from now. There's a very big trade show which happens at the end of August in Germany in a uh, town called Friedrichstaffen, um, and that's near Lake Constance. And that is one of the big three showcasing uh, events um, in the world where the, the, the distributors all showcase their new products for the next year and then launch them into the market. And it is, um, it's, a, it's a show of epic proportions, epic excuse the pun, but um, if you took it into account, maybe Phantom Convention Center with, with a show like 94.7, uh, the Moment 94.7 Expo, that event, that hall, picture eight of those wow. side with a central um, section for riding and jumps and, and dirt track. That's the sort of size you're talking of, of event. Gee, that sounds amazing. Where do we sign up yeah, to go? It's incredible. <laughs> we we go through every year. We've we've got a distribution company as well, so we go through and meet with all the brands that we deal with as well, and and get to see all that stuff. But as the public, you can actually go over and visit the the event. The event happens normally on a towards the end of August. Uh, it happens on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with Wednesday being the test day, and you can go and test out all the products. And then Saturday is normally a public day when the public can go in and see what all the what all the dealers across the, the globe have seen um, the two days before. Gee, that sounds amazing. I'm a big guy, but I fold up really small in suitcases. So if you if you need any yes. help, pick me. I'm there. No, that's fine. We can find <laughs> a big enough bike bag and, and, and just put some food in there for you, and, and, and we're ready for away. Brilliant. Mike, if folks want to get in touch with you, if they want to find out uh, more about what you guys do, how can they do that? Uh, a number of ways. So we have, I mean, to start with, the, the number is 86 6230, that's our Joburg number. We do have a store in Cape Town. The number there is 021 790 7118. 
Um, the guy you need to speak to down there, the, one of the owners is uh, Desmond. Um, they are a franchise store, so they have the same sort of brand ethos with us. Um, we really are about more long-term thinking. Quick, quick product sales, quick sales don't work for us. If you're happy on the product six months after purchasing us and then on, you know, that suits us. Because if you're not happy, then we've done something wrong in the sales process. Um, then an email address, if you, you can contact uh, sales at complete-cyclist.com. Alternatively, if you move it on to the social media side of things, we are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash complete cyclist. And then Twitter, we're at, at complete cyclist, one word. Cool. So a number of ways to get in touch with us. Mike, what I'll do is I'll pop all of those details on our website as well. So if folks missed it, they can just get to the show that's notes uh, for this episode of the right, podcast. And it'll all be there as well. So. That's fantastic. Mike, thanks a lot for chatting to us. Hopefully we can touch base again soon and, and see what, what else is coming out and, and what we can look forward to and, and, and sort of gear and, and bikes and that, that excite you. We'd love to, to touch base again. Well, that's it for another episode of Mountain Bike Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or perhaps as guests you'd like me to interview here on the show, what you can do is just pop me a mail. It is podcast at mountainbiketalksa.co.za. It's podcast at mtbtalksa.co.za. You can also be in touch via Twitter. We, we like to, to sort of field your questions there. If you have any suggestions or questions, please pop them through to us at Mountain Bike Talk SA, or you can like us on Facebook as well. It's facebook.com forward slash MTB Talk SA. It's as easy as that. Be in touch. And also, just so you know, obviously one of the big talking points in sport in South Africa at the moment is uh, Professor Tim Noakes and his diet with regards to what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating. The good news is I'm going to be catching up with a good prof in a couple of weeks' time. If you have any questions, as far as nutrition goes that you'd like to shoot off at Professor Tim Noakes, pop me an email. You can send it through to that email address or just get over to mountainbiketalksa.co.za forward slash ask the prof. It is mtbtalksa.co.za forward slash ask the prof. And who knows, I could be asking your question to Professor Tim Noakes. From myself, Brad Brown, you have yourself a superb week and we'll chat again same time next week. Cheerio.